Hello and welcome once more to Doc Strange and the Dude Podcast with me, Doc Strange, also known as Chris. And uh, yeah, really nice of you to join in. What is this episode about? Well, it's all about me. The dude challenged me to do some kind of a a podcast um, to tell you all about what it is I do and who I am and what I'm all about. And I don't really want to spend all that time doing that, so I'm going to do it really quickly because I don't want to bore you. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. I spent the last 30 years as a stage hypnotist. Um, started in 1989, did it for real in 1992. I was uh, working in Tenerife, uh, sorry, <laughs> working, I was working in Tenerife, but I was working in Corfu before that. Um, 1989, I was in Corfu working for Club 1830 Holidays. And I found myself working amongst among some very interesting people and I managed to try out on a few people my hypnosis. I only came here to do two things, man. Kick some ass and drink some beer. <laughs> it's like we're almost out of beer. <laughs> I wasn't very good at it because I read too much into it. I seemed to think that um, only special people could hypnotise and it wasn't until I was working in... Uh, a place called Castle Montgri in STIT in northern Spain, in Catalonia, did I see a hypnotist called J. Louise, and he was fantastic. He'd do a hypnotist show in five languages. And to be honest, I watched the guy and thought, I could do that. I mean, not in five languages. I could barely do it in one language. So one day I approached the guy and said, you know, I've been watching you and I, I think you're awesome. I reckon I could do what you do. And he said, of course you of course you could. And I said, but I haven't got an act. I mean, I've been reading about hypnosis for years and I've never really been able to get my head around it. And very graciously, he said to me, well, use my act. Just don't use it round here. And um, I think that was one of the most generous, kindest things ever happened to me, really. I mean, he probably said it offhand, but uh, I, I took him for it and went travelling around Europe and tried it out in different places uh, with different people. But it wasn't until I got to Corfu and mentioned it to a guy who um, ran a, a, a campsite and I told him, you know, I'm a hypnotist, hypnotistador. And uh, he said, wow, can you do a show for us? He got very excited. And um, within three days, I was doing a show for this guy and I got accommodation and um, he, he gave me a mouldy tent and uh, fed me and got me drunk every day, so that that was good. Personally, I give us one chance in three. And so I started doing the hypnotist show properly in 1992 uh, under different names: uh, Colin Colon, Peter Pancreas, <laughs> whatever stupid name I could come up with. Um, eventually, I settled on Michael Moon, which seemed to me to be a good name, except I got sick of people calling me Michael all the time, and. Um, Within a couple of years, well, well, about three years, I got rid of that because I went to Tenerife uh, in 1994 after I'd worked in uh, Blackpool for a year in 93 doing a, uh, a season there. And I was doing a Tuesday and a Thursday night going out as the singing hypnotist. And uh, I can't sing, <laughs> but um, it's what got me in the paper. And so I was filling that place out, went to Tenerife because I'd been recommended it by a friend of mine that I bumped into and said, oh, you've really got to try Tenerife. And um, I just got a plane ticket and flew out there, turned up at 
some ungodly hour um, and went to the, the place that my friend recommended, which was Sergeant Pepper's, uh, a pub, club, disco type place in Veronica's uh, in Playa de las Americas. And the guy that I was supposed to meet wasn't there. I can't remember his name. Um, but I was introduced to another guy who said, can you DJ because our DJ's off? And I said, yeah. And I played uh, records and music for them. And within about an hour, he said, um, you're the, probably the worst DJ I've ever heard in my life. Um, can you work behind a bar? <laughs> so I went and did that. Anyway, they, they fed me, got me drunk. And uh, this guy put me up for two weeks. I ended up staying in Tenerife for three years and uh, left there in 96 to come and live in England and well actually Wales um, because I had a girlfriend I lived in Wales for uh, a couple of years and I did lots of shows around the valleys uh, as Doc Strange because I changed my name when I was in Tenerife in 95 Uh, I didn't like the Michael Moon and somebody suggested um well, first of all, I thought I'd use my old uh, CB handle, which was Doc Strange. And uh, I had people suggesting that I could dress up as a mad doctor. And uh, sure enough, the next season, that's what I did. And I was known as the hairy hypnotist because I'd been growing my hair out. It was very long and uh, I went out as the hairy hypnotist. It's alive! But it was my daughters who suggested when they were seven and eight that I, I entertain kids. And um, being an adult entertainer, I mean, I'd work with strippers and all sorts, you know, a bit of a blue comedian. And uh, if you look up any of the old videos that I've got online, you'd be surprised, you know, the language I'd come out with. Um, Because I didn't edit myself. I never even thought about it. I just said whatever came into my head. But uh, yeah, that's when I created Crispy T, because my name's Christian Peter Taylor. Chris P. T. Even though I didn't really know what I was doing, and I was trying desperately not to swear and say the wrong things. It took off, and uh, I loved it, and and I still love it, and I wish I'd done it sooner instead of spending all my time trying to entertain drunken adults. Listen, if you have any problems here now, you come see me. I'm the tallest hog at the trough around here. And so that's what I do to this day. I entertain uh, families. I taught myself not to swear on the microphone, Um, and uh, I have a real, real laugh with kids, and I still do the hypnotist show, and the hypnotist show has changed to the point where um, I basically do a lot of the same skits, a lot of the same stuff that I did when I did the Doc Strange experimental, except um, I'm not effing and blinding all the time. And I never do anything rude. I don't ask people to take their clothes off or do anything sexual in any way. I've never found that amusing. Um, but I do give people the chance to give other people a, a fun time and make them laugh. Because if you've ever heard a joke that you thought was funny and then you've tried to tell that joke and people have not laughed or you've told it wrong and they just look at you that's disappointing but when you're hypnotized and you take part in a a good hypnotist show everything you do is funny everything you say is funny and it's very rewarding to know that all those people in the audience are laughing because of what you do is it uh, true what they say about the way you people are gifted oh it's true it's true it's true, it's true. Uh, fast forward to now, the last three, four years, we've had this uh, Brexit conundrum going on and uh, I was trying to get people not to vote for it. But one of the things we did was the anti-Brexit love show and I got to meet my very good friend Ian, the dude, 
um, doing doing that. And that was for Romania Productions. We did shows in, um, oh my God, my brain's gone. Uh, the Tavern, the, um, it'll come to me. Brain's gone. What is it? Can you edit this please, Ian, and tell us what it was? The Alma Tavern. The Alma Tavern. Thank you. I'm going to send this to Ian and he's going to edit it because I'm sure he's going to say you're rambling on. But that's how we met, doing the shows. Uh, we did the Anti-Brexit Love Show and we did Beyond the Brink. And we were asked to do a third one, but we declined. Um, I was not very well at, the to- at all. It was in December um, 2019 and also January. I believe that I've had COVID-19. I was really ill. I was on two lots of antibiotics. I thought I was going to die twice. It was horrible. It was like somebody was sat on my chest, like an elephant sat on my chest. Um, but the fact is I'm asthmatic. Um, I'm used to having times when my chest is tight or difficulties. And one of the things I'll say is if you struggle to breathe, panicking about it uh, makes it worse. You, you need to learn some kind of deep breathing techniques and there's plenty of online where you can uh, find out how to breathe properly and concentrate on your breathing and and just take it easy just take it easy man i'm perfectly calm dude um so i got through that and i hope that a lot of other people are going to get through it as well and that's not to say i've had it i think i've had it you know i've not been tested there's nothing to say that i did or didn't i'm hoping that it was because if COVID-19 is worse than that, then I really am in trouble. Anyway, that's my little ramble. Um, I hope it suits the dude. He will edit this and, and take out all the rubbish. But thanks for listening. And just remember, no matter how bad you feel, you're not alone. No matter how bad things get, they will improve. Um, they always say that, the, 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 what is it, the night is darkest before the dawn. The way I see it is, uh, if you imagine in your dark times, you're, you're trapped in a tunnel. Um, and this tunnel, if you keep traveling through it, it might be that there's turns, uh, bends in this tunnel that stops you from seeing light at the end of it. But if you keep walking, if you keep moving forwards, at some point you will reach an area where you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. If you stop and you, you're too busy feeling sorry for yourself and feeling hopeless, Uh, and you don't make any efforts to move forward, then you'll stay in a dark place. Um, But if you try and you keep going and you keep walking and you keep believing in yourself um, and you just keep making it through the day and going to bed with a smile on your face and waking up every morning, looking at the sun and and just thanking, uh, you you know, the world for another day, um, one day you will reach light and... There, there is light at the end of the tunnel and it will be a beautiful future uh, and you've just got to believe that because uh, like hope uh, is the only thing that's left in, in, in the in Pandora's box that's all she left us was hope um, and I think if you've got hope if you truly believe that everything's going to be okay uh, it will be so just remember that try to see the bright side and um, and you'll feel much better about things and one thing I will say is it's not your fault. Um, there's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes shit happens. And, um, you know, if you lose family members or, you know, your job or whatever, just don't panic about it. Just try to stay calm, stay sane, love yourself, love others, be kind, 
and be safe and everything's going to work out okay. Maybe not unscathed, but sometimes them scores make you look sexy, baby. Anyway, that's it from me. Crispy T, Chris Doc Strange. I'm sending love to you all. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Whatever you decide to do, just remember to do it with love. Bye for now. in a world gone mad you can tweet at chris doc strange or at holy mole doc strange and the dude is a strange mole production